Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rogue. And Shane. I'm Shane playing Alexander the Human Wizard Bard. And John. New. I'm playing Alunidas, Elven Monk, Devotee of Ruin. Cook. <laughs> and Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard, Juliet. All right, the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you had just finished a battle with some Knights of Asheville that came down to arrest everyone in this nomadic red talent camp that you were staying in. Um, John tried to intervene and keep them from uh, attacking the red talents. That didn't work out so well and uh, got a bolt shot at him for his effort. Uh, the prophet was killed along with most of the village, including the uh, Rylana, the woman that you rescued from the cage outside of South Bend. After the battle, Torin decided he was going to take one of the horses that uh, Adel had claimed for himself, uh, which was kind of weird because he claimed all the horses and Turin did not take very kindly to that, and a fight ensued. Instead of our group taking Adel's side, uh, they decided to take Turin's side and knocked Adel unconscious. Damn, Skippy. So that's where we find ourselves now. Adel has uh, been brought back up to health and he's nursing his wounds. And I'm guessing everybody now is beginning to pack up and to head on the road. Yep. Yes, I was here the whole time. <laughs> you were the one uh, that actually uh, kept prevented Idol from dying. Nice. He, I don't know. Oh, wait, is is that nice? I think Hannah uh, did a better job of keeping him alive. Honestly. Oh. Yeah, you were the one who kept him. Uh, you know, almost not die- dead. I know you. You failed almost every single check, but. I did my best. Exactly. You get an A for effort. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, after this battle, I'm guessing that everybody is probably going to scrounge around this camp uh, looking for some supplies to get on the road. Yep, and then we'll go somewhere to take a good rest because we didn't get the opportunity to do that. <laughs> So we'll say you take about an hour and you find some, uh, some oats and some grains to feed the horses. Um, you find some, uh, dried meat and some bread to take along for the road and, uh, you're all packed up and, uh, ready to go. So where are we going? Uh, I think we should head, 
to the borderlands between Ashford and the orc camp, or the orc community, start stirring up more trouble, maybe take advantage of our disguise spells to uh, convince the humans that the half-orcs are attacking. Why don't we just use the disguise spells to actually get into the town? City, rather? We could do that, yeah. I just want orcs distracted and focused outside rather than inside. Because we're going to have to do some breaking in fancy stuff and who knows what else to get into uh, what's-his-name's tomb, Bonebreaker's tomb. Personally, I think we need more information before we run up there and say hi to the orcs and they decide, oh, gee, I don't know these people, let's just kill them. True. Any other thoughts from the party? I'm always for the sneaking option. You also have uh, turns in your party, too, and and he has been party to a lot of the plans um, to stir up trouble in this area, so he would know you know, certain spots where there's encampments and possible patrols of uh, humans and uh, or Ashvelians and half-orcs. And he's probably eager to get some killing in. I don't know if he would be good at helping us out for uh, sneaking. What say you, Turin? Turin looks at you and says, Any day I can kill a half-orc, it's a good day. So let's start making our way, I'm guessing, north east, wasn't it? To, uh, toward Ashfell, maybe circle around, stay, or do we need to go to the city? Do we want to go to the city? I would like to go to the city personally, but that's, uh, I, I leave that to a democratic group decision <laughs> because I know it's controversial. You guys don't want to get caught, etc., etc. Well, so long as nobody picks any fights in the city, then I don't think there's anything for us to get caught for. We're just simple travelers. Now, you have... Which city are you talking about? Because there's actually two cities. There's Asheville on the north side of the Black River, and then there is South Bend on the south side of the river. My idea was Asheville. Asheville looks like the uh, bigger of the two. It is, by far. Also, it's on the same side of the river as Smolder, which is our eventual goal. Now, here's the thing. Um, in order to get to Asheville, you're either going to have to go through South Bend, or you're going to have to try to find some way to cross the river uh, that's outside of that town. This sounds like a job for Oregon Trail. <laughs> we are not that's trying Ford. to walk up my wagon. You always ford the river. Always. What? I always caulk the wagon. Yeah, but then you're more likely to tip over. Yeah, but I don't care about the rest of the people in the party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, turns listen to this discussion, and he says, It's too deep to forge with your horses. We're going to need a ferry or a raft or, or something else. There's ferries in South Bend, or we can try to find some boats or rafts. Maybe outside the town in one of the farmer's villages. I say let's just go through South Bend after we rest up. (laughs) Well, we could probably rest in South Bend. I just don't want to roll into town looking like we've just 
fought and killed a patrol of their best. Well, I don't know what to say. Uh, does somebody have prestidigitation? I do, and I can certainly clean everybody off, but the horses are a different story. Oh yes, the brands. Uh, those are under the saddles, though, yes? As far as we know, yes. Right, Adel? Yeah, fam! <laughs> <laughs> um, if you if you stable these horses, uh, they would probably, you know, comb them down, wipe them down, and take their saddles off unless uh, you did some sort of request ask you know saying that you might have to leave you're waiting for a message or something and you might have to leave suddenly in the night to, but to leave the horses saddled or something like that I don't know hmm. well maybe we should just roll into town do whatever it is whatever tasks chores you have in mind for town Juliet and then roll on out of town without staying the night that's a shame we could all use a bit true, but I don't hearken on ending up in a gibbet. Any other suggestions or ideas? Seems good to me. To Ashfell. You mean South Bend? Yes, and then Ashfell. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we're going to head to South Bend. We're going to try and stable the horses and tell them, as you suggested, ODM, to keep them hot if you will to keep their saddles on because we may have to leave in a hurry and we'll go from there okay so um you guys are going to travel for probably about uh six miles uh and you're going to be nearing south bend you come across that road again and you see the gibbets that uh have the bodies inside except for uh now you notice that um you know, there's one gibbet that's empty, so it doesn't look like they've been able to uh, put another person in that so far. As you get closer to the city, you can see it's a good-sized town. You estimate there's probably about a thousand people that live here. Uh, you see many wooden buildings, uh, the largest, which is two stories tall. They have plenty of room to spread out on this side of the river, so they're kind of sprawling. And before you reach the town, you'll reach some farms uh, that extend out on all sides of the central town. This part of the river, uh, you'll know, is about a quarter of a mile wide in this part. And the water has a grayish hue, not exactly black as the name suggests, uh, for this part of town. So you are going to roll up into town and you get inside the city limits and there's no guards posted outside on this road there is no wall on the outside of this road so you think this side of the river they don't really have any trouble uh, with like roaming bands of bandits or anything like that so you get inside the town and uh, you're traveling down the main road and it's not the town's not very deep so from as you enter the town, it's probably not more than a quarter mile till you see the river. And you can see uh, docks down on that side. But uh, roads spoke out from the, uh, the entrance of this town. And you'll see plenty of uh, mostly shops because you would think that anything on this main road... Um, it's pretty good real estate, so the people that can afford to be on this main road are your, your merchants and uh, shopkeepers who are 
uh, either selling goods or buying goods that are coming up and down the road and across the river. As you walk down the streets, you're going to see all sorts of races here. You're going to see, you know, dwarves and humans and half-elks. Uh, you're even going to see a tiefling or two. Uh, but nobody here looks like they're, you know, dressed for battle or soldiers or anything like that. And you're not really even seeing any guards on the street, which uh, you might think is kind of unusual for a town this size. I find everything about town suspicious. And when they're not suspicious, I find that even more suspicious. It decreases our chance of detection because they're not looking for anyone quite like us. True. True. But I wonder why they don't have anyone on the street. Is it because they sent everyone out after uh, the Red Talons or something else? As in, do they have some other protection that we need to be careful of? But well, you wanted to get some... Sh Sorry. You could always I, ask I, around. I was going to say, Talia, uh, it's your specialty to find information and interact with maybe the seedier parts of the city. I don't know if there are really any, considering how rich it seems to be, but... If you could uh, do something like that, uh, within your power, I can. Uh, I can do my best. Um, can I do a perception check to see if there's any thieves can't written anywhere that, or any symbols I might recognize? Uh, yeah, you sure can. Uh, that's a four. That is a four. So I'm doing this out of five, right? Not twenty. <laughs> So uh, you're looking around, and the most you're seeing is, like, it seems like people were, like, bored and, like, whittling or doodling on stuff or putting, you know, like, LK loves MJ, you know, kind of stuff. But you're not seeing anything that sticks out as uh, Thieves Can't to you. All right. Um, I'm going to find the shopping district. We're in the shopping district, aren't we? Yeah, that's basically, you're on the main road and all the the shopkeepers and merchants would be on this road because that's where all the traffic's coming through. I'm going to keep my eye out for anyone who is uh, skulking around, possibly, you know, see if there's any pickpocketers nearby or anything like that. Um, maybe Turin can tell us. Turin, do we, is it normal for the town to have no guards? Is that who we encountered earlier? Yeah, this is normal. They're very trusting people, and there's not many bandits in this area. Oh, really? Yes, they're soft. Yes, they are. All right, then. Can you do your shopping here, Juliet, or do we need to go to somewhere bigger? What is it you needed? Well, if it's a shopping district, I certainly could. Honestly, I wanted to spend time in town so I could collect a few magical inks and use some of the books that I collected from the tower. Very well. Let's see if they have that here in town, then. Uh, everybody give me a perception check real quick. Passive of 16. I forgot to mention before, I have a passive of 10. Yeah, that's really not going to help you <laughs> in yeah, any no, check. No. <laughs> All right, so nobody saw shit except for Lunados. Uh, Lunados, you are going to see not like blatant outright stairs, but you're noticing you know, every now and then somebody's looking at uh, Turin. Hmm. Give me a wisdom uh, check. Uh, yeah, you don't know why that may be. That's an eight. 
Well, in any event, I'll mention it quietly to everyone. Turin's drawing some attention. Not excessive, but he's getting some looks. So you mention that, and Turin, like, starts smelling his armpits? I'm guessing that he's dressed similarly to the other red talons that have come through. Yeah, he's dressed in, like, a rough-looking hide. And he's also carrying a spear and a, a shield. Um, as you look around, you'll see that almost nobody here is armed. You might see a belt knife every now and then. Okay. But uh, basically, you're a heavily armed party <laughs> walking down the street. So you might be drawing some attention. Huh. Well, we've come from the wildlands. So we at least have an excuse. So, uh, Juliet, what did you say you wanted to do? I wanted to buy some magical inks so I could copy some of the spells from the books in the Isle of Insight uh, into my own spell. Okay. Um, give me an, an investigation check. It's going to be an 18. Okay, so you're walking up and down these streets, and you don't have to walk very far to get out of side of the merchant district. It only probably goes about uh, a block deep on either side of the main road. And you're not seeing any sort of like magical shops or anything like that. Mostly it's like general stores and um, places where people can buy uh, stuff from the blacksmith, um, some exotic goods like spices. Um, you'll also see some uh, shops that are selling clothes and silks that have gone through here. All right, I guess they don't have quite what I want, but if Turin is drawing some attention, maybe there's some other things we could buy for him and reduce our chances of being detected. Yeah, maybe get him some clothes, maybe a quick bath. And Turin's going to say, I just bathed last month, I'm good to go. My musk is in that sweet spot between man and animal. <laughs> Well, we don't necessarily want to spend too much time in the city anyway. More time is more time to be discovered. We just push on through and get across to Asheville, get your inks, and then head out of the city. We're headed to somewhere to the north. We want to get there quickly because profit. Profit or profit? We're, we're traders. Profits. Speed. That's how that works, right? <laughs> Should we use aliases? Some kind of disguise, names, that sort of thing? I feel like we might be a little obvious just using our regular names. True, and maybe a quick disguise to change some of our races. Apparently, if the talents... Well, no, the talents have the profits, so... Uh, trying to metagame. Do we have any reason to suspect that people would be looking for us besides, you know, people who have been profited? I don't think so, right? Um... I'll tell you this much, if the Red Talons in this area know who you are, it might be a good bet that, you know, other law enforcement entities, the constabulary might be looking out for you or have given or have gotten some sort of description generally about uh, this party. No, right, so maybe change a few of our races to disguise us just a little bit. Won't hold up the scrutiny or magical stuff, but you know, every little bit, right? 
so I... how are you going to accomplish that if that's what you want to do? Well, we have uh, illusion spells, yes? I can disguise myself. I think I have disguise person or something like that. That would probably be the way to go then. Alright, so uh, that's disguise self. There's That's no concentration on that, right? I don't think so, no. It just lasts an hour, it looks like, yeah. Okay. Uh, this probably isn't something you're going to want to do out on the street. <laughs> you want to try to, like, duck down an alley? Yeah, I, I was just putting it out there to show that I have it, like, what it is. Uh, who else has this spell? Talia, yes. Yes, I do. Because unless all of us change it, I don't think it really changes our people's perception. Because they're still going to recognize some of us. True, but if we change the dynamic of the group enough, then maybe reports won't work. I wish we could disguise Adel. I don't know how commonals are. Yeah. In any event, let's... uh, Let's duck that an alley, disguise ourselves, and uh, head on to the uh, docks and catch a ride across the river. Yep. Okay, do you have uh, enough spells? Is everybody got enough spell slots for everybody? Well, they're just doing disguise self. I don't think that that can... Disguise self only else. works on yourself. Yeah. Uh, so it's just going to be two of us changing. So what's the point? I don't suppose there's an inn or something we might be able to use as a hiding point, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of inns in this uh, downtown area. Perfect. Stop in for just a quick moment, claim to get a message, and then uh, take off. Go in there, change, put away some of our weapons, you know. Maybe buy some extra clothes, some claw, who knows. Literally anything to try and disguise ourselves. Obviously our true magic users don't really have to worry about that, but... True. I think that sounds like a good idea. Alright, so the closest inn you'll find is called the Black Trout. Uh, uh, It is a two-story wooden building. Uh, Out front of it, um, looks it's whitewashed and looks like it's in pretty good repair. There are some hitching posts out front, and looks to be like a stable in the back. Let's go ahead and tie up uh, the horses out front. Let's not put them in the stable. Okay, what are you doing with your cart? Um, Lunadas can stay out with the cart and the horses, mind them, and meditate. So, is everybody else going into the inn? Yeah. Yes. I suppose so. Okay, you walk uh, in through the entrance of this inn, and inside it seems to be very well maintained. Um, there's none of that sour old L smell or wine from being spilled on the floors. Uh, you look down the floors, and they look like they've, they're swept and well maintained. And then this is basically a tidy little inn. Um, inside, you're going to see probably about a dozen different patrons. Some look like they're farmers and merchants. You think most of them are from around here, and they're taking uh, their lunch. And at the back of the uh, common inn area of this, there's a bar, and there is a human male um, who looks slightly elderly, 
like in his late middle years, um, pouring uh, elves out of a uh, cask in the back. Juliet's going to walk up to the innkeep and say, Ah, good sir. We're looking for a place to stay for a little bit. Have you a room available? He's got his back toward you currently, and uh, he turns around and he gives a little start like he wasn't expecting to see like a a large armored dragonborn (laughs) at the end of the bar. And he was like, oh, forgive me. You just you just gave me a start. That's all. Yeah, we, we've got rooms available. Um, how many and people and how many rooms will you need? We'll only need uh, two rooms for four people. Alrighty, we've got three available. So you can spread out if you want. Oh, certainly. That would be much better than three. And how many nights? Just one. Alrighty, hold on. Let me set these down and I'll calculate that for you. So uh, he sets the uh, Tankardsville down on the bar and um, this woman server comes up and grabs hold of him and walks back off and um, he pulls out a uh, piece of parchment and a quill and he starts making some notes and he says, that'll be three gold pieces a night for each room so that comes to six gold pieces. If I could just have you sign here. Of course. Juliet is going to sign with a different alias. What alias? Brina Fair Ghost. Thanks. So uh, he takes uh, back the parchment and says, Fair Ghost. Huh. You're not from those aggressive fair ghosts, are you? Uh, I'm from Kala. Oh, Kala. Oh. Well, you're better far away from home. What you be doing in these parts, if I'm, if I may ask? Actually, I'm a priest of Arathis, and I'm on a mission to supply some of the other churches in the area. Oh. One apiece, despite the armor and such. Ah, oh, priest of Arathis, a holy woman. Don't get many worshippers of Arathis around this area, but word spreads that I heard there was quite a bit of trouble down there with the temple. You said it caught fire or something like that. Oh my goodness. I'd been there for a bit, but I didn't realize that it caught on fire. Some of my friends were in there. No, oh, it's ill news. I'm sorry to hear about your friends. I don't know much. I just heard it caught fire. I don't, I don't know if it destroyed the temple or if anyone was hurt or not. But you know how rumors are. We get quite a few of them coming through here with all the traffic from the road and, and from Asheville. So who knows if it's true. Well, I hope that they are just rumors, but I will complete my business here and be on my way as soon as possible, if that's the case. Uh, no problem. Don't don't mean to be spreading any rumors that might not be true, and I hope everything's okay at your temple. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, how much will that be again? Uh, six gold for the three rooms. Juliet hands over six gold. He says, thank you. And then he is going to uh, tear off a piece of this paper and say, this is your receipt. Okay. And Juliet takes the receipt. All right. Well, the rooms are just upstairs. You'll find them. They're the ones on the right, the first, second, and third one. Thank you very much. We'll be serving dinner around six o'clock. And just let us know if there's anything you need. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. Good day to you. And you as well. And he's going to turn around and start pouring drinks again. Well, friends, let's head upstairs and take a break. 
All right, what's everybody doing? Linodas is still out with the horses, meditating, braiding Buttercup's mane. Is there a bathtub? Uh, there is a community uh, tub at the end of the hall. Uh, pass. <laughs> Not missing the community tub. I've got used to a certain quality of life. Oh, bougie street urchin. Very much so. <laughs> got a taste of the finer things. Ice cream will do that to you. Indeed. Okay, so here is my plan. Julia is absolutely going to take a foot bath, so you guys can go screw yourselves if you're not. Uh, but I don't know about you guys. Julia is going to disguise her weapons because all she has is a halberd and a longbow. The halberd, because she is an eldritch knight, she can store away in a demiplane. And the longbow, she can simply unstring and pretend it's some sort of quarterstaff. She'll take off her armor, and because I planned ahead and kept all the shit in my bag, I actually have robes fitted to her for, uh, for uh, Priests of Arathis that we got all the way back in the episode where I actually burned that uh, temple down. Irony. On top of that, I have red robes as well that I can use for someone else. Granted, they're kind of a symbol of the red talents, but I don't know who would know that. They don't have any symbology on them, per se. They're reversible, too, so there's that. That is true. And that's not metagaming. We have sending stones. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know that if that's canon that they're reversible. I don't ever remember saying that. I think you said that so that we could, you know, walk the streets and then without being caught is what it was, I think. I thought that's what the Orathis robes were for. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Well, Juliet is going to be well disguised. We have Talia and Alexander covered in terms of disguise. We could put the red robes on either Adel or our new friend, Barbarian. Adel says, I'm not wearing those robes, fam. <laughs> that was Vito's thing. That's true. But uh, old habits die hard. Turin's going to say... Uh, I'll wear the robes. Okay, that settles that. Adel, you will have to find your own disguise, and Alunadas, I don't know what we're going to do with him. I'm just a cart driver. I don't even have weapons. Turns going to say, I see the wisdom in wearing these robes. I'm not really outfitted to be walking the streets of a soft town like this. Excellent. That's very wise of you. Yeah, he's a barbarian, but he's not stupid. <laughs> a refreshing change. Damn. He is, however, chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> and not above kicking a man when he's down. Okay, and in terms of weapons, Talia and Alexander, what kind of weapons do you have? Is there any way you could disguise them or slip them away so we're not noticed? I mean, I just have daggers. Oh, you're fine then. Alexander? Yep. What kind of weapons do you have, and do you have any way to disguise them? Uh, I don't think the disguise self actually changes the items you have. I don't I think it wrong. does, but it's it just makes it so that people um, misinterpret uh, me whenever they see me. Like, uh, if they I... touch 
Yeah, if they touch me, they can immediately tell. But they have to make like an active perception check to see if I'm not what they're seeing. Okay, and actually looking at yes. the spell, it says your armor and weapons are also included. So you're actually good on that thing. Only Adel is our problem. I could just stuff his things inside of my bag. Can you stuff him in his bag? What if we shaved him? You're not stuffing me in any bag, and you're not he taking should, my weapons. I he could uh, stay at the but hotel and get some sleep. He did just, just kind of get the crap beat out of him. We, we might need him on the other side of the river. Oh, yeah. Are you saying that in character? <laughs> of course. Adel, I don't know if there's any way to make yourself more dwarvish or less dwarvish. I am who I am. Oh, okay. Well, then, I suppose we'll have to just bank on the fact that you are going to lie your way through this. Maybe he could uh, dye his hair or beard. Don't you magic users have anything to to make me look different? Because I'm not taking off my armor. I'm not getting rid of my weapons. Let's see. I'm assuming this conversation is happening upstairs and not yes, in the middle of yes, this common room. room. Yeah, the rooms are for discussing and for changing, so we don't have to worry about this. Or at least publicly. No, sadly, I don't believe we have anything that would disguise you. Does anybody have minor or major illusion? I do, I do. But it's stationary. Uh. And I remember, uh,. Alexander was able to move his illusion around. Oh, that's true. How long does that last, though? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to check. Ada's going to say, I think we'll be fine once we get out of the city. Asheville's a bit larger, and surely there's armed people wandering out of the city and won't bring too much attention. Especially if they're having trouble with the half-orcs. Yes, it'd be foolish not to arm everyone in the city. I suppose you have a fair point there. Well, I'll bathe, everyone else change, and we'll be on our way. So, are people taking... Are you taking a short rest or long rest? Are you going to stay the night? I would like to take at least a short rest. I don't know about everybody else. I would also like to take a short rest. Me too. Alright, so short rest is an hour. So, we'll say an hour goes by, and everybody can clean up as they need to and around this time it's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon okay so everybody can spend uh your hit die to heal up if you've been hurt change the map and we lost our tokens so i don't recall shouldn't it be on your character sheet well i know how many uh hit dice and so on i had i didn't record how many i had left or how many hit points i had left also don't have that information, but last time we were on, um, it didn't, it hadn't saved how much health I actually had, and it'll never hit me. Hold on just a second, I'll move you back to that map. Alright, everybody should be able to see their characters now. Yay. Oh, I guess it'll never hit me either. So, Adel's gonna spend four hit die and get back up to, uh, maximum. Torn's gonna spend one, well, no, he's not gonna spend any, he's only down three hit points. And I was down by... Uh, I think you only got hit once. Yeah, I, I think I was down to 32. So I will spend two hit die, I guess. I don't know how this works. 
Uh, yeah, it's you spend uh, a hit die, so you're a rogue, so that'd be uh, a d8 for every hit die you want to spend. Okay, that makes sense. It says I have five, so I spent two. Do add your constitution modifier to each die. Which is zero. Perfect. <laughs> it could be my strength, which is not good. <laughs> is everyone done healing up and spending hit dice and such? Uh, make sure to be... Yes recover anything you've spent that recovers on a short rest as well. I'm trying to figure out if cheat points do that. I think they do. Yes, key points do recover on uh, short rest. Good. Yep. And in the event. I think we're ready to cross the river and tackle Asheville. Perfect. Alright, are you putting the disguises on before you walk downstairs, or what are you doing? Yeah, yes. we're just throwing them Put our armor and such in bags that's probably the best way to do it uh, except for people who can disguise themselves and Adel because I know he's not going to take off his armor or his weapons well even traveling priests would need uh, some protection from uh, bandits and the like yes so it makes sense to have a bodyguard of some kind mm, I don't know about one with skulls all over him but uh, okay <laughs> I don't know that he's got skulls all over him. He's got some tattoos, like the tattoo of his contract, uh, on his arms. But uh, those have been hidden by his uh, oh, shirt. Okay. All right. So we'll say that you guys leave the inn, and you walk down the docks. And here at the docks, you can see some river boats that are docked. Um, you're also going to see some uh, flat-bottom ferries here. And it looks like one is currently disembarking. And there's another one uh, that's empty at this point. And it seems like uh, there's a couple people, like two people queuing up uh, to get on it. And you're going to see a sign um, that says uh, River Ferry. And it says uh, 10 gold per person. Or uh, 10 silver per person. Horses, 1 gold. Carts, 2 gold. I enjoy that I make you have to think about things like that. What about ponies? <laughs> uh, that would be included as a horse. Oh, so unfair. She's so tiny. A, hor- a horse is a horse, of course, of course. And what about dogs, they A dog? Uh, no, that would probably... Uh, you could probably barter with the fairy person to get a reduced rate to get the uh, dog on. What if we put the dog on top of the pony? Or you could put the dog in the uh, in the cart. <laughs> bag of holding. Yeah, put the dog in the cart. That's probably the best way. Put all our horses in the bag of holding. Stick them in the cart. <laughs> all right. So let's see. We got uh, five people. Wait, is it five? Yeah, five people. And five plus three is eight horses. And a cart. So that would be 15 gold in all, is that correct? I think it's 10 and then 50 silver. So 10 and a half gold. 50 silver is 5 gold? 5, oh, okay. Dirt, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're going to approach the ferry and uh, attempt to pay the toll. You walk up and there's this uh, dwarf uh, who appears to be uh, manning this ferry. And uh, beside him, there's a human uh, basically behind a, a desk with a lockbox behind him that appears to be taking the money. 
I'd say you're probably going to be walking up to the human behind the desk. Yes. And uh, he's going to say, can I help you? Yes, we're looking to get across the river. All right, what you got? We have one cart, five people, and eight horses. All right. And he starts uh, doing the math and says, all right, that looks like that's going to be 14 gold. 14 gold? Yes, 14 um, gold. Are, are you sure you, you, you did the math right there? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, what you may have not noticed is there's a service charge, plus, you know, a hospitality tax. <laughs> oh, well, that, uh, that changes things. I'm glad that you've got such reasonable prices. Uh, yes, 14 gold. That sounds perfect. All right, well, it looks like the next feather is just about to leave. It's that or on the right, and he points his fingers to um, a ferry um, that had just disembarked all its people. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the hospitality. We'll be on our way now. Uh, um, and he holds out his hand for the money. Oh, uh, how careless of me. Uh, Juliet hands over 14 gold. And he says, uh, thank you very much. Have a pleasant journey. And he's going to take the gold and takes this uh, long uh, iron key from around his neck and opens the lockbox behind him and dumps the gold in and closes it back and locks it. Okay, everybody act cool when we get on this ferry. Everybody be Don't chill. It is rather chilly outside, isn't it? No narcs. We also got undercharged at the end. That we did. We put out there, suck it, math. Take that, standardized testing. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to uh, go to the ferry, and uh, it's quite large. It's probably about 15 feet wide and probably 25 foot uh, long and there appears to be uh, a dwarf on the back side of it with a rudder and on either side of it there are uh, two oarsmen of various races there's probably two humans a dwarf and a half elf so uh, you guys are going to pile on to uh, this ferry and there's really not room for anything left or for anybody else so it's just going to be you guys and then once everybody uh, loads off, you're going to hear the dwarf yell, Raw! The oarsmen on either side of the ferry are going to start rowing this boat to the other side of the river. It'll probably take you about um, ten minutes to get to the other side. And uh, you're kind of, with the current, you're kind of ways down the river and you can see them fighting that. Um, but by the time you land, you're not like right in the, the middle dock area that you were facing before, you're probably about uh, 50 yards down. Um, but you dock, and uh, the dwarf's gonna say, wait here, disembark. I'm gonna ship out, everyone. We have converts to make. Yes, we do. Let's go, Buttercup. We and, unload uh, before the horses, the and Adel. And before you leave, uh, the dwarf's gonna say, uh, Mistress Priest, if you wouldn't mind, I, I, I hate to ask this, but would you, would you bless my fairy? I am a follower oh. of Arathus, after all. Oh, uh, yes, of course. One moment while I consult my holy book, Juliet is going to flip through her spellbook frantically and try and come up with <laughs> a half-assed uh, blessing. Give me a uh, performance check. Okay. I'm going to apologize ahead of time, guys. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Ooh. That's an oh. eight. Yes. All right. Uh, what do you say? 
Um, let's see. Make it good, get a bonus. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I gotta make it good in the wrong way. Rathis, by the will of your berry, may you truly bless this berry. And the the dwarf's gonna like wait for you to finish and then realizes nothing else is coming and uh, says, uh, well, uh, all right then. Um, good journey to you. And you as well, Master Gork. And uh, as you leave the boat, uh, you could turn ar- uh, you turn around and you see he's like looking at you kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason you have to spend all your time on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear him say, "Shove off!" And then the uh, the ferry moves back to the other side of the river because uh, it doesn't appear that there's anybody over here wanting to get back to South Bend. Yeah, that ferry's doomed. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. They've traveled the world, and now, for the first time ever, they perform just for you. Crossbows and Daisies, the greatest collection of bards Suelle has ever known, has teamed up with the Wizards of the Tower of Insight to create a magical music player that performs their greatest songs. You don't have to travel to see them in a crowded theater or tavern. You can listen in the comfort of your own home and share the experience with your friends. I got kobolds in the kitchen and goblins in the garden. They're eating pies and smashing crocs, my things they aren't regarding. Grab your pitchfork and your axe and gather up your friends. These filthy little monsters are gonna meet their ends. And who could ever forget this song of love, lust, and betrayal? I was dancing with a lady to the Marilish waltz when my comrade cut in and his swooning begins. They also perform some of your favorite folk classics. I believe I was right, but she thinks that I'm wrong. The fighting with her has gone on too long. So I drink and I dice, but I'm not the villain. My woman has left with the pig and the children. Doesn't love a good tavern song. Adventuring is a thirsty hot life. There's no time for kids or even a wife. In our wake is corpses. Bring me for my men and hell for the horses. I'd returned from the bar when I saw she was gone. The bard had swept her away. I stand here alone. Why did she go astray? The minstrel has stole my name. Oh, 
only good witch is a dead witch, dead witch, only good witch I know. Burn him at the stake or drown him in the lake, no more trouble in the village you'll make. But that's not all. Renowned bard Bartleby Lorsinger tells tales like only he can. Lend me your ears, for tonight I shall regale you with the tragic tale of Jarek the Unattainer, or some say Jarek the Mad, or Jarek the Twice Cursed. Most tales of merry halflings are happy, but I must warn you, this tale is not for the faint of heart or weak of constitution, for this is a tale of betrayal, madness, murder, and woe. This is a limited time offer. Supplies are limited and when they run out, they'll be gone forever. Send a letter to Mad Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventurers Emporium on the Isle of Insight with 50 gold pieces to secure your magical music player with the performances of Crossbows and Daisies Now. The music you heard on this episode was Anguish, Mystery Bazaar, Minstrel Guild, Teller of the Tells, and Long Road Ahead by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.